Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. And welcome to Geek Town Radio. We're we're on our 39th episode and I have with me Ross. Hi Dave, how are you doing? I'm right, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good this week. Good, good, good. What have you been up to? Uh, actually, it's been uh, quite a big week for TV, mainly TV and games this week. Yeah. Um, I haven't, we haven't watched, a, I haven't been out to watch a film. Although, uh, th- there will be a film mentioned. Um, so on TV, uh, Fargo, I thought, thought started really strong. Yes, yeah, I've only Love seen the, the first, first season. Yeah, only seen the first episode so far but I've, I've got the rest to kind of watch i just haven't caught up with them yet yeah and then uh, the more of course i've been watching every week with uh, modern family on yeah, the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I really enjoyed the muppets muppets got picked up uh, got a few more episodes added as well so oh good Good. So, so how many have they got? Presumably they had started with 22 or? Uh, no, they, it was only ever supposed to be a short run. So I think it's oh, gone up to so... 16 now. I think it's gone up to. All oh, right, from from 10 or something. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. Oh, good. I am pleased because I, I rather like it. I mean, it's just rather good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I've been watching Archer. You know, uh, I was oh. on the podcast. You mentioned Archer was coming back and I, I had no idea because I watched, um, the, I think it was season five and I just thought that was it. And then you mentioned that while I was on the... And I was like, oh, okay, let's watch that. And it's, you know, classic Archer. Yeah, yeah. No, it's supposed and, to be a uh, very good show. I've still not got around to watching is, that either. It is very good. I don't watch it with uh, young ladies sitting in the room or young people <laughs> or you know, your mother or whoever. Just don't just don't watch it with people. It's There, there, are, there is sensitive content. <laughs> yes. But it's very funny. Very funny show. Yeah. Um, I actually started I noticed there is a new South Park on which I also think now I think about it we also discussed when I was on didn't we? <laughs> yes I think we probably anyway, did and I said that it's one of these shows that I'd love to go back and watch them but there's so many series of South Park yeah. um, so I'm so I've, I started, I've got this one on record and I watch it sort of weekly and uh, actually it's really good. It, there's no like, there's no sort of, the, the beauty of sitcoms like this is that, if I can call it a sitcom, Believe is that so. um, there's no, there's no knowledge needed. You, you know, you go <laughs> yeah. in, it's, it's funny for 20 minutes and then that's it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been loving that recently. That's been, it's been a nice little, because it's not something I usually watch. It's been a nice little, uh, oh, South Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A bit yeah. different. Over the weekend, I finished Tales of the Borderlands, another excellent Telltale game. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then, off the back of that, I couldn't help myself but buy, uh, they re-released Borderlands 2 and Borderlands, the pre-sequel for PS4. Couldn't help but buy that. <laughs> uh, which I feel may have been a mistake because I've got two massive games and Fallout Boy, uh, Fallout Boy, Fallout, Fallout 4, 
Fallout 4 is this time next week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I've made a, a terrible mistake there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> my girlfriend and I have been playing lots of games. And I said to her, because she doesn't like shooters, and that's that's fine. But I said, if you try it, you might like, because I love Borderlands and I really want to get her involved. Yeah. Um, so, she's, so I said to her, look, you play Borderlands with me. I'll teach you. I'll be very patient. I'm a very good teacher. <laughs> um, and I'll watch whatever film you want in the next week and so uh this weekend i'm watching ella enchanted which i've never seen and i'm told i'm told it's brilliant but I'm not, i have no idea uh so yeah i'll be watching that this weekend don't right. worry you'll, you'll have a full review <laughs> but yeah that's been my week been uh, yeah yeah that's not bad um Trying to think what I've been doing. Uh, gaming wise, I'm I'm still a bit on on uh, Civilization. It's still kind of going. Although I've 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 kind of I'll tell you what I I veered off onto. There's a game called Landmark, um, which is Ooh. a um, a kind of building game. It's we've mentioned it a few times before on here a while back. And uh, you have to log in every so often to make sure that you're you kind of renew. Um, your building still being there and I hadn't been oh, on for a while. So all my buildings have disappeared. Uh, so, oh, no. so, so, but they template them, but you lose the plot of land that you, you place the building on. So I had to right. go and find a new plot of land. And of course that things don't quite fit how they did in the, in the previous plot. So, so I'm kind of playing around with that and trying to mold things back into, into place. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um, it's, it's fabulous. It's basically like Minecraft, but much, much more advanced. You can kind of create um, proper sort of futuristic, realistic kind of, game worlds or semi-photorealistic games worlds it's it's designed as as the the building team tool for uh everquest next which is the next version of everquest um and the idea was that they released two games one which was primarily a building game but then they'd use the assets out of that to build the game world for everquest next all right um so uh that's and that's gotten a few new things it's been kind of a bit quiet for a few months because um, Sony Online Entertainment got bought out and turned into a new company called Daybreak. So things quietened down while they sorted all that out. And then, um, you yeah, know, they were moving offices and stuff. So, it, it, but it seems to have started to pick back up again. So I thought I'd go and, and, and re- reactivate everything and, and see how that's yeah. going. So, so I've been playing around in that a bit. Um, I'm, I'm trying to start playing until dawn, um, when it eventually downloads. <laughs> to my ps4 because <laughs> uh, my ps4 keeps on turning itself off when when it whilst it's trying to download and it shouldn't do it should download in um uh in in standby mode but it's it's not doing that which is kind of annoying so um yeah uh, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to play that. Uh, one of the reasons I was trying to play, set that up last night because of the fact that um, the interview we got this week is with a guy called Jason Graves, who is the composer for um, Until Dawn. So I was trying to sort of have a look at the game beforehand, but uh, I haven't managed to do it yet. So, I always think with games, composing, composing, that's where that's where the money is, really. Yeah, yeah. Because I I hear a lot of podcasts about people who people who actually make games, and they say that. The voicing people, like you know that big thing in Destiny with um, oh um, Peter Dinklage, yeah, Peter that. Dinklage, and they were saying that that it's it's people you get people like you know your Nolan Norths who get paid a lot of money for yeah. for video games, and the rest of them aren't really that. You know what I mean? There aren't really apart from Nolan North and people like that. Is there aren't really video game voice 
celebrities, if you see what I mean. Celebrities who are famous for doing video game voices. Yeah, there are there one are like or two. Couple. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. There aren't like a, a plethora. No, no, it's it's very true. There there are a few who are very very well known for it, like Nolan North and uh, I can't remember her name. The girl that does the voice for um, the female um, shepherd in Mass Effect as well mm. um, is fairly well known. But the um, but yeah, quite quite often. I mean, the interesting thing about Until Dawn is the fact that it's got quite a lot of celebrity people in it. But oh right, um, yeah. we'll come on to that. But yeah, later. a lot of games have very very good. Um, soundtracks and that's that's one of the things one of the things i love about borderlands as well is they've got that kind of indie western kind of soundtrack and it changes it literally changes everything yeah so, yeah yeah no i mean we've we've spoken to a few people that that um write music for games but um jason's done a number of of games so uh he's he was really good fun to talk to tv wise this week uh supergirl of course which i know we spoke earlier and you said you haven't seen yet but um no no i i quite enjoyed it it's it's very different to things like flash and arrow it's got a lot of humor in it it's got it's it's sort of softer it's in a lot of ways mm. um i i think they're they're leading with the humor even more than things like um than than flash you know because flash has got quite a lot of humor in it but I, I, it's it's even more kind of comic led than that, I guess. But mm. um, I mean, it's still got kind of serious bits. You can still tell that it's from the same stable, it's from the same people. Yeah. But there is a very different sort of feel to it. But my I, girlfriend I, watched it. I told you this, didn't I? Yeah, go on. Um, she she watched it, and uh, uh, I've, the oddest response I could now I've I've known this girl for three four years now, and I could never have guessed that this would be a response. She, well, first of all, she turned around and said, "Don't really like it, Ross." And I thought, "Oh, that's that's odd," because this seems like this seems like her street. Yeah, um, it's sort of superheroes, but it's on a level, and it's like a female lead. She, she should be behind this. Um, and I said, "Why didn't you like it?" And she said, "Well, it's not dark enough. Said, it's <laughs> not dark because we love uh, we love Gotham. First series of Gotham is brilliant. We can't wait for the second one to come over here." Yeah, and um, and and she was like, oh, "It's not. It's not really. I mean, it's a bit." And we didn't get into Flash and Arrow, I think, presumably for the same reason. But uh, yeah, like, like that just proves that they are, you know, they seem to be cut from the same cloth in yeah. a way. Yeah, I mean, Arrow gets quite dark. Bits of Flash do get quite dark, and I suspect this will do. Um, but I mean, Gotham, Gotham's had some but, moments. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not Gotham-level dark, though. <laughs> that, that is true, you know. I feel that, yeah, perhaps, I mean, this is, this is going to be uh, perhaps a, a sweeping judgmental statement. But for, for me, I like, I like a, a good hero because they have a good villain. And yeah. if, if the villain can do something dark and, and perhaps a bit shocking, like in Daredevil, Daredevil had a great villain. And that's yeah. one of the things that made it. Because that, that, that Daredevil character wasn't particularly interesting. He was Daredevil, he ran around, he was yeah. blind, fine. But the Kingpin was a really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it does for me. Also, perhaps it's that I don't know much about Supergirl either. That's not what they do. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, Supergirl's not really a character that was one of the characters DC characters I don't particularly read, but. Um, no, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I but then I like 
Flash and Arrow. I like those sort of mm. shows. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was quite good. I'm, I'm to give it a watch. Yeah, give it a watch and see what you think. It is. I mean, it isn't dark at all. I mean, it's it, it is much lighter than than the other two at the moment. Um, whether that will change going forward, and I always think it's a bit. You shouldn't really judge a series too much on its first season. No, either. no. I mean, yeah, first season of of Agents of Shield was a little bit shaky um in places and that's massively picked up for for the following seasons so um I, I i think it's always a bit dangerous i always say go back and watch the first season of buffy um you know and buffy's a show i love but that first season which has got all the monster of the week stuff in is is really shaky in places um and it doesn't hold up particularly well whereas the the following seasons hold up a lot better you know so it's you know um and then of course there's firefly which which is just uh, <laughs> immense and brilliant right from the very beginning yeah. but it's the same with like parks and recreation they didn't they cancel the first series or something like that? it was only six episodes or something wasn't it yeah i can't remember Five there was more. all sorts of there was all sorts of weird things went on with parks and recreation um, mentioning Firefly, though, they, um, uh, the, there was a, a thing saying um, uh, Alan Tudyk came out saying that, well, actually, Nathan Fillion first said, you know, somebody asked him, what superhero would you like a go at? Yeah, um, yeah. And Fillion came out and said, oh, Booster Gold. And he'd be a perfect fit for Booster Gold. You, are you aware of Booster? He's a, he's yeah, a DC. Yeah, 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 DC hero, um, kind of cheesy, uh, you know, very self-promoting, um, uh, you know, that sort of guy. Um, mm. And he's, he's, partner for a lot of the comic books is is a guy called he's um ted called it's uh, blue beetle um and uh alan uh, came out and said oh well you know if nathan did booster i would love to do blue beetle so i think that's a tv show in the making right there i mean they, they are talking about doing a movie i think with booster gold and blue beetle but that would be a brilliant bit of casting those two together because they'd be superb so i'd i'd love to see that but uh yes in, in terms of other shows this week uh Walking Dead, which I know you don't watch because you say you don't do zombies, but it's so good. So, such a good show. <laughs> you know what? The, the the thing I absolutely adore about Walking Dead, for all that I've, I've watched sort of two episodes in my life, the, the thing I genuinely love is no one, no one I ask about it will ever say it's bad. The first thing they'll say is, and they'll hang, they'll hang the soul so perfectly, the same time every fan will go, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well it is i mean the the last episode i will care, be careful what i say here just in case people are catching Ooh, up yeah but um the uh not the episode that went out last last night the one that went out last week had um a there was a major incident with one of the characters um and rather than you know which left everybody oh, oh my god what happened what happened what happened and rather than follow that up this week, they they stuck in an episode which was essentially a two person kind of drama piece between oh, wow. one of the new uh, the, one of the newer characters and it's sort of explaining. Well, it's a, it's a character called Morgan who um, we see very early on in I think the first season, and then he crops up again. And he sort of he yeah you know, he has his son with him in the first season, and then um, his son has died at some point, and and the next time you see him, he gone slightly crazy and then he turns up this season as a sort of you know zen mass monk master carrying a a uh a, a, a you know large um pole thing um and 
what this episode does is sort of explain how he goes from being this crazy, slightly psychotic person into this kind of Zen person. And and that's, and it, it was a 90 minute episode purely dedicated to that. So kind of completely, um, out of the main storyline and, mm. you know, which is a, a really interesting thing to do when you've yeah, just done yeah. this major thing the week before and just left it and you know and like no no we're not going to tell you how we're not going to resolve that yet we're going yeah. to make you wait another week for it but then having said that it's difficult when if, if it's not the end of a season when you do that you drop that big bomb it can be difficult to sort of carry on from that yeah and i mean that i think that's it that may be it i think they were they were just trying to like you know split it and give people a, a you know a bit of a break and mm-hmm. you know and then go back to pick up the pieces after that but, how far into this season are we we're, that's the thing we're only four episodes in three episodes in something right, like that right. um are they all on the uh, the sky is it sky it's quite Atlantic. Uh, it's uh, no, it's um, Fox. Runs on Fox over here. Oh right, okay. Um, and it runs the day after the US, so it's it runs really close to the US. Um, uh, okay. I but, might, I might, might catch up. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's on. If you've got like an TV or your Skybox, it's on the Sky Catch Up service. I think they've got the previous right. seasons on, so it's worth going back. Um, if I jumped in, yeah, but if I jumped in at this season. Would I would I be lost or would um, I pick it up? Yeah, I don't know. It's difficult to say. Uh, I mm. mean, you know, it's following a group of people that are in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Uh, I, I think if you went back to the start of this season, sort of, and and yeah, you you'd you'd probably pick up what was going on, I guess. But uh, I can probably fill in gaps. For you. Is it is it six seasons we're on there? Uh, it's the fifth or the sixth. I can't remember. I'm not. Something I'm not like made that. of time. No, no. But I mean, they're, they're shortish seasons. I think they're only they're only ten or fifteen episodes each. They're oh, not. Right. They're okay. not full yeah. seasons. So, mm. so yeah. I no think, back lines here. <laughs> so yeah, they're not full seasons. So so yeah, that that's um, it, it's definitely worth going back to watch though. Mm. Um. Oh, the other thing that turned up this week as well, going back to to gaming and stuff, is there was a poster for uh, the Warcraft movie, finally. Um, oh yeah, t- turned up online. Uh, which the poster looks really good. They've uh, they've they've uh, changed it to changed the title of it to Warcraft. I think it's called Warcraft: The Beginning or something. Um, but that's Duncan Jones who did the movie Moon, which is a fantastic film if yeah. you haven't seen it. Um, Duncan Jones, who very sensibly changed his name from Zowie Bowie. Uh, (laughs) uh, They're saying the trailer's going to be released on Friday as well, so I'm intrigued to see what the trailer's going to look like because, um, yeah, that's that's been a long time coming, so I'm I'm very interested to see what that can look like. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention as well, um, we've got a couple of competitions running on the site um, for box sets of things. One of them is for a box set of uh, Mad Men, so if you want to go onto the site, you can enter the competition and win the entire series of Mad Men. Uh, and there's a couple of runners upside prizes of the previous, um, I think it's the, it's the second half of the final season or something, uh, the runners up prizes. But you can go on and, and enter the competition to win the whole of, of uh, Mad Men. Oh, and the other one coming up as well oh yeah it was the entire um complete box set of the in-betweeners as well which is the whole series and the movies oh, um, brilliant. so so yeah they're running on 
they're running on the site right now. We've got more coming up in the run-up to Christmas. We'll have more and more of these, I think, because they're all trying to push their DVDs for Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, we'll, there'll be more of those coming up, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Should we, do you want to get on and do a bit of actual news this week? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> So the big news story that broke yesterday was um, Star Trek is getting a new TV show, um, which uh, I don't know. I'm quite excited about this. I don't know whether you are. Were you? Have you? Knowing your age, no, no, no. You know what? The thing is, I keep meaning to go and watch. Um, you know the Chris Pine. Is it Zachary Quinter? Yes. Those two movies, and yeah. I just, I just haven't done it yet. Um, but is it, is it those guys, or is it a different thing? Well, the, it, it's, it's interesting. What they've said is that uh, it is, it is the guys behind the new movies that are making the oh, TV good. show. Um, so it's the same people. It will be a completely different cast, though. It's not mm. going to be following the Enterprise and 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 that. The other thing is, they've said that it's, it's not directly related to the movies um and the weird thing with star trek now is it runs two separate timelines because you've got the original timeline with shatner kirk in it and then you've got the new timeline which has got um chris pine kirk in it uh, and they sort of run parallel to each other, but they both timelines still exist. So we don't know whether this show is going oh, to be right. in new timeline or whether it's going to be a continuation of the old timeline at the moment. Uh, See, that's, that's too complicated for me, Dave. That's it. <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it's explained quite well in the first film. So you should the, that first Star Trek um, film that J.J. Abrams did is really good. Uh, second oh, yeah. second ones not quite so much, but the I'm, I'm quite looking forward to the third one though. But I was about to ask if they've got more in the pipeline yeah there's a third one which is written by uh co-written by simon pegg i can't remember who the other writer is but uh, oh, co-written right. by simon oh. pegg who is a massive as well as playing scotty in the film yeah is, is a, an enormous um star trek fan so i'm looking forward to seeing that um oh. i i think he'll have done a really interesting job with it but it is the guys behind the film series it's um alex kurtzman and heather caden who are exec producing it kurtzman's also producing other shows for cbs uh at the moment he produces scorpion produces limitless which limit just just got extra episodes added as well he's writing partner or sometimes writing partner um Orky, uh, Robert Orky, he wrote Y Five O with, um, and I think their their backgrounds from Lost as well. So you know they they've been working together for a while. Mm. But yeah, this is uh, Alex Kurtman and uh, Heather Caden doing it. I'm I, I'll be very interested to see where it goes, and uh, it's due out in 2017. They've said it's coming out. So we've got a bit of time to wait, but they've announced yeah. they've announced they're doing it. to watch the films. Yes, most definitely. And to even go back and watch some of the old TV shows. Well done. <laughs> Should you be inclined. <laughs> uh, maybe wait and wait and see um how where how, how sort of where it's going to fit in and what it's going to be about and what timeline yeah. it's going to be attached to see whether it's worth going back and watching anything but uh but yeah it's uh i am very much looking forward to that um yeah the one of the things i was reading i was reading the press release for this and realized that it's been 10 years since star trek was on tv so that was uh enterprise which was the last tv outing for it was the last one and that was 10 years ago 
So uh, that you were you were very tiny when that was out. <laughs> I was uh, I was eleven. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> uh, so moving on to a show that you're definitely more familiar with, um, Gotham have Whoa. announced a number of upcoming new villains because they're they're on this kind of whole villain frenzy thing at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Nathan Darrow, who played Edward Meacham, the bodyguard in House of Cards if you've seen that um i know, I know the name i'll google him later but i know i know yeah. House of cards is great and i know edward meacham he, I, I remember him saying i remember i remember him saying meacham quite a lot yeah meacham was kind of the the um uh, special service bodyguard nathan darris the actor's name he's going to play victor freeze who obviously goes on and becomes mr freeze um Ooh, I've, had, I've had a Google and I now remember his cold disposition. So yes. good. <laughs> he's, he's quite a good bit of casting, uh, casting. He's a great actor. Um, they're following, by the looks of it, they're following the Paul Dini um, written timeline from Batman the Animated Series, um, the old um, uh, Paul Dini and Tim Bruce series, that uh, has him as a cryogenic scientist whose wife becomes ill and he's looking at cryogenically sort of fra- freezing her as a way to try and save her and preserve her um so that they looks like they're following they're kind of slightly early on than that because his wife is still kind of up and about yeah. but she's starting to become ill apparently so they're they're following down that that timeline um that animated series was great i don't know whether you've ever seen any of those because i know you're about yeah fan, so. i've got a couple on dvd yeah yeah just also just i'd like super. to add before my time but yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much before your time but it is an yeah, awesome yeah. awesome it's one of the best kind of small screen depictions of batman that it's really good yeah. and and introduced some stuff like um this backstory for mr freeze which was never there before um mr. Wasn't, Fr- harley quinn just for that yeah harley quinn was is who's such a huge character now was introduced in the animated series and they folded her into the um, the a bigger kind of comic book timeline afterwards but uh, yeah it's the, that Batman animated series is well worth going to look up um, it's really good um, also announced they've said that BD Wong who is in uh, Jurassic World and Mr. Robot is going to be playing Hugo Strange on the show oh man um who uh, is a very interesting oh, character. Um, he's hired to help the city's criminally insane, but he has a nefarious streak as well. Um, the professor Classic. is conducting, of course, uh, is conducting experiments on inmates and testing extraordinary abilities in order to create superhuman folk. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of uh, Hugo Strange all over. Really, he's he's a very yeah. nefarious kind of character. They're um, saying that. I don't think uh, now. I don't know, but I don't think I remember much of Hugo Strange in the animated series. No, he he probably did show up in the animated series, but he, he's been in the comic books a bit. He's not one of the larger villains no. um i think i think the arkham games put him on the map yeah bit. yeah he was he certainly showed up more in the arkham games than he has anywhere else recently i think he's uh he's not particularly colorful 
if you no, feel what I mean. No, I know what you mean. He's not Joker-esque and big no. and loud or Bane. Or, and even you know. Mr. Freezer's got that sort of, you know, he's well, a yes. big ice fan and that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's a much more psychological character. So, um, yeah, that's it'll be interesting to see him appear in uh, in Gotham. Um, and also on Gotham, Corey Michael Smith has said that um, the green suit or a green suit may be making an appearance at some point in, in this season. Probably <laughs> minus question marks because you know Riddler is well known for wearing a green suit with question marks yeah. all over it. So this probably won't have question marks on it, but it looks like the fashion is starting to turn right. towards him turning up in a green suit. We so, can Photoshop those on, Dave. No problem. <laughs> so yes, uh, he's so good in that. I mean, him and he's uh, he's, he's he's perfect. Like yeah. you know what? I had doubts about you know the Penguin character. Yeah. Oh, at the, at the start of the series, I thought, oh, this guy, he's just, I don't think he's but man towards the end of that series yeah oh just brilliant absolute perfect bit of casting that really really good even there are times when because I really like Jim Gordon as a, as a character from books and stuff I think he's great and there are times when I think mm, would, would that is that what Jim would do I don't know I don't but uh, you know I can suspend yeah. my disbelief yeah. enough to go along with it yeah. because everyone else is so yeah that's what he does that's what he looks like <laughs> yeah yeah no the, the Penguin casting was fantastic and uh yeah the the riddler they've got the casting down in that they really have it's really good so um so yes i am looking forward to that coming back it should be back on channel five in january i think is the plan for that so there's a bit of a wait for it to come properly over but uh but it'll be worth it definitely Definitely. Um, it's, it's getting it's getting some good ratings and some good feedback from the u.s at the moment so right so from one franchise to another potential franchise, the BBC are bringing Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials to BBC One. Uh, they've announced today, actually. This is a, a uh, trilogy of, of books which... It's been floating around for ages, ever since it was written. People are saying, oh, this will make a great film and it, it, they'll turn it into a film. Yeah. And then uh, they made The Golden Compass um, in twenty. Uh, 20- she, it was it's 2008 oh is this that because I always my, my tidbit when the golden compass is on is I always say well this was originally meant to be three films or whatever yes yeah, yeah. Um, well nice. that that's it but Hollywood got hold of it and kind of destroyed it uh, so oh, they yeah. never made the other films whereas this um, is going to be made by uh, well New Line Cinema involved because I'm assuming they're involved because they've got the rights to it because um, they bought the rights, so they've got to be involved in some way. But the actual yeah. production is being done by a company called Bad Wolf. And if you know Doctor Who, you'll know the name Bad Wolf because it was it was referenced an awful lot. And the reason it's called Bad Wolf is because it was a production company set up by uh, Jane Tranner and uh, Julie Gardner, who are ex-producers of Doctor Who, Torchwood, and uh, they made Da Vinci's Demons as well. So, yeah, those are the guys that are going to be behind it. Oh, sounds good. Uh, it's yeah it's it's definitely seems to be the right people in place and it's the bbc and they can actually do it right rather than messing up like they did with the golden compass so i i think the plan is to um try and uh, make the books 
into a TV show like it should have been rather than... I bet there the won't be any uh, Ian McKellen in there, though. <laughs> well, you never know. He's just, Ian, McKellen's never not, know. Ian McKellen's not averse to doing the odd bit of TV. So, um, He's got that sitcom, hasn't he? He has got that sitcom, yes. So, yeah, it's it, they're sort of saying, you know, the... Um, uh, recent years, we've seen long story, longer stories on television, whether it's adaptations like Game of Thrones or original things like The Sopranos or The Wire. Uh, you can reach a depth of characterization and heights of suspense by taking time for events and making their proper inc- impact, um, which is what Philip Pullman said about it. So I think he quite likes the idea of them actually turning it into a longer oh, form thing rather than uh, rather than de- trying to cram everything into a movie and chopping bits out of it. So yeah, that that should be good. Uh, it's due out I don't think we've actually got a date for it but they've only just announced it so it's either going to be next year or the year after I would think but uh, yes that's one to watch out for it'll be coming to BBC One at some point and uh, oh yes yeah, speaking of TV as well there's another thing being doing the rounds on Twitter there's a hashtag being going around called Set TV Free which is this campaign that Sky's running because they've got a big announcement coming on the 18th of November They've not obviously announced officially what it is, but the likelihood Ooh. is it's going to be what they've been wor- a thing they've been working on, which has been known as Project Ethan, but its uh, its name now appears to be Sky Q. The, uh, they're it's not basically- Morpheus, is it? There are, cool, there are cool names in the industry, but it's not Morpheus. It's no, not no. Ethan. Okay. Ethan's an odd name to pick for a project, but anyway, it's they're. they're Releasing a new version, or they well, this is all rumor, so you know, but this appears to be what it's probably going to be uh, a new set up box which is going to be more kind of Netflix in style. The idea is that you'll be able to uh, begin watching a show on one device, you'll be able to record it off the TV like you normally can, start watching on your TV, and then when you're on your way to work on the bus or on the train, you can sit and watch it on your phone um, or your tablet. Uh, you could uh, boot into the player at your or, you know, during lunch uh, at the office and watch more there. You know, so you're oh, not right. restricted to one device, and it will know where you watched up to, and you'll be able to kind of pick it up and carry on watching. So when I uh, when I when I decide I've had enough of my girlfriend watching, like come down with me, I can just say, <laughs> "Go watch that in the other room now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she can say no, and then I can go in the other room and watch yes, else. Yeah, which is what will happen, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be an updated interface. Um, it okay. should also, uh, so it will be more like the Apple TV kind of Netflix sort of interface you know, mm. with bigger icons and that sort of thing. It should also intelligently learn what you watch and make recommendations like Netflix does um, of, of things you probably like. Um, the, the idea is to try and blur the line between TV and the online streaming service. Oh, right, okay. It should be able to, or the rumour is that it should be able to stream up to four devices. So the plan will be... On the one box? um, Yeah, well, you can basically stream up to four things at at a time. So that would be a case of if you wanted to record three things at once, you could, and then watch a different channel. Or you could Mm. do what you do now and record four things, and as long as you're watching one of the things you're recording. Or, you know, somebody could be watching on an iPad and in one room, and you could stream to, you know, you could be watching on tv and you know a kid could be streaming something else in one of the other rooms you know so so you would have like four potential streams off the one system they're also rumored that it's going to have 4k as well because we're desperately short of 4k content for those few people that have 4k tvs yeah. um so 
it should stream 4K, although it probably will only do that to the TV um, as the primary device. It probably won't stream 4K to other devices. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see exactly what it is. It's uh, Wednesday, 18th of November. They're actually launching that, but that will be one two, to, two Wednesdays away. Uh, two weeks away yes, maybe? something like that. Yeah. So uh, that'll be one to watch out for. But I just wanted to flag that up for people so to keep an yeah. eye out for. And and if we don't know any more about it. We don't know whether that's correct or not. That could be completely wrong as well. So it, it might be, be something else entirely. But given that, business guys, yeah, <laughs> given that the uh, the hashtag is set TV free, it seems fairly likely it's going to be something around that. So because yeah. uh, we know they've got that in development. So and then yeah, update on a few uh, cancellation and renewal things. Uh, Longmire. Uh, was renewed for a fifth season on Netflix, which is, is that's good. That's on my list. Um, well, that's, that's kind of good news because uh, it was dropped uh, after the third season by the broadcaster um, that was broadcasting it. It was TCM, I think, in the US. And then it was picked up uh, by Netflix for the fourth season and they've now renewed it for the fifth. So that's good. So it's obviously working for them. Yeah. To, and no surprise to anybody, Walking Dead being the biggest show on the planet has uh, been picked up for a seventh season by MC. Really, I mean, that was kind of a foregone conclusion. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, Muppets has got a three episode back order as well. So I think that takes it up to 16 episodes. I think that is. Rob Lowe's new comedy, The Grinder, which hasn't got a UK air date yet, which is about him um, playing... It's it's Rob Rob Lowe playing a lawyer on TV who, when his TV show finishes, he decides he can... He reckons he can lawyer properly in real life. So he he ends up teaming up with his brother, who is uh, played by Fred Savage, who is actually a lawyer, but he's not particularly... Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Charismatic, whereas Mm. Rob Lowe having played a lawyer on TV is kind of much more charismatic. So the idea is that that Rob Lowe (laughs) kind of fronts the uh the you know and but whereas uh the fred savage character does the brains of the operation the brains of the operation yes yeah. so that that's the kind of it sounds like a really fun show and uh, yeah. i love rob Lowe. he's really funny so uh that's got uh it's back nine order so that's got going up to <clears throat> 20 odd episodes as well so that's that's got picked up as well for for the rest of the season so that stands it in fairly good stead to get a renewal BBC have announced that Dr. Foster, which was one of their sort of cop medical dramery things, uh, starring Saran Jones, that's got a second season on BBC One. And few things uh, ending. Uh, the Brink, which was on HBO, which was uh, Jack Black's show and was hilarious. Um, HBO had said it was getting a second season and now changed their minds and said that they're not going oh. to do it, which is a real shame because it was just <coughs> superb. Uh, it was really, really good. So I'm 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 kind of gutted that they're not remaking it. They're not making a second season of that. That was really good. 
Lewis, which uh, has been running for nine seasons on ITV, is going oh. to end after its ninth season, which is coming up fairly soon. So, uh, yeah, that will be its last one. Uh, I still think, I think it managed to outlive its uh, the thing that it span off from, which was the Inspector Morse series. So, uh, right. so yeah, uh, that's that coming to an end. And uh, there was a show, which I think we mentioned a few times on here, a show called Looking Glass, which was, I think it was originally called the Frankenstein, Frankenstein something or other. It was, it was kind of a modern retelling of, of Frankenstein. Mm. That's had its order cut to 11 episodes. So I think the chances of that ever turning up over here are highly unlikely because that pretty much Ooh. kills it. So yeah, those, those were the updates for, for renewals and cancellations. Next up, we've got the interview. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, this week's interview is with the composer Jason Graves. He's written the music for the new game on PS4, Until Dawn, which stars Hayden Pantier from Heroes and Nashville, uh, Rami Malek from Mr. Robot, Brett Dalton from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Peter Stungov, who, who played the older Count Vertigo in Arrow, and uh, Berlin in The Blacklist. So he's one of those guys that pops up in things and you go, oh, I yeah. know him. Yeah. <laughs> So it's got an immense cast behind it. It's a really interesting idea for a game because it's um, basically a sort of choose-your-own-adventure, so you will never see the whole game in one playthrough. You've got to play through right. it two or three times, and there are various ways that various characters can die. There's hot, you know, you can get to the end of the game, and it's it's the the idea is that it's a, it's a traditional horror setup of a group of kids that end up going, or teenagers sort of going to spend a weekend in a cabin, um, mm. and people start to get killed off. Well, but, if I liked horror, this would be the end. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not a huge horror fan, but this sounded really interesting just, just in the way yeah. that it was put together. So I, I quite like the sound of this. Um, and I imagine the, the music's a particularly big deal with, with this kind of suspenseful, like, tense game. Yeah, well, it's Jason's Jason's well known for writing that sort of stuff. Uh, he wrote the music for Dead Space. He wrote the music for The Order oh. 1886. He also wrote the music for the reboot of Tomb Raider as well There's n- that was a good game he's, really enjoyed that yeah that was a fantastic game and the soundtrack for that was brilliant as well He's mm. so he's responsible for the new Tomb Raider theme assuming they've kept it for the new game as well because he's not written the music for the new game but um, yeah it's, he's he's got huge background in doing quite a lot of these horror based things and this is a very interesting challenge because it's quite different to a lot of the other stuff that he's done so his interview with jason it's about 20 minutes long we'll see you afterwards with some air dates hi jason how are you great how are you i'm doing well thank you thank you for 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 coming on you're you're on to talk about until dawn which is a, a new playstation game um which has been out it's been out a couple of months hasn't it Yes, already. it came out in August. Yeah. So um, do you want to explain a little bit about the game um, first? Well, it, 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 in a nutshell, Until Dawn is about eight eight teenagers um, in a remote cabin in Washington State in the United States um, in the wintertime with lots of snow and, and ice and things 
go inexplicably wrong and they start getting killed off one by one. That's that's the general uh, the general description. But what makes Until Dawn so unique is you get a chance to play as all eight characters. And there's a very big thing in there called the butterfly effect, which I mean, different characters can die different ways. The game has almost an infinite number of endings and you really have to play through it. I mean, I'd say two or three times to even start to get an idea of the different choices that you make and how they uh, impact the gameplay. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure for a video game. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting idea. And you, uh, you of course, wrote the music for it. Did that change your approach in any particular way for, for how you approached the music for it? From a musical standpoint, no. I still wrote music that I thought was appropriate. But the uh, the way we recorded the music and the way the music was delivered to the developer was very different because there was so much material that we needed to cover. Most video games, they've got 10 or 15 or 20 up 30 or 40 hours of gameplay, and only a tiny fraction of that is, um, you know, original music was written. So you need to have ways to get the music kind of adapting and, and stretching out to fill that much game. Um, yeah. And we couldn't use any of those tricks for <clears throat> Until Dawn because it's a very, very cinematic game. And really, you couldn't just turn something on or off and have it go from from one emotion to another the way your decision just made the gameplay change. You really needed two separate pieces of music. So it was a very linear kind of score, really exactly as if I were scoring a film as opposed to a game. Except it's kind of nine films. <laughs> yeah, it, films. yeah, it really is. I mean, there's like upwards of 15 hours of music in the game. Wow. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a crazy amount of of, uh, of stuff. Particularly as as you know that some of it isn't probably going to get heard because because <laughs> you know people will play through it two, three, four times maybe, but but the chances are they're not going to get absolutely everything of it. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, but that was that was the way it was planned. That's the whole point. It's um, yeah, yeah. You you've got lots of incentive to go back and replay. Yeah, no. It it sounds like a really interesting i, I idea and, and proposition for uh, for a game because you're so used to things being um, not entirely linear, but you, your choice is not necessarily having such the impact that they seem to do in this, um, which is is quite interesting. As you say, it's like a proper choose your own adventure book. Right. I mean, it's definitely not. I love Mass Effect, so don't get me wrong, but it's not like the Mass Effect multiple ending where it's just a different color at the end. <laughs> yeah. This is this is dramatically different. I mean, if you either play your cards wrong or right, depending on how you look at it, you could I mean, you could end and, and only see, you know, half the game and the game's yeah. over. And you could go back and see another whole completely different, uh, I mean, different dialogue, different death scenes, different everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds really interesting. It's it's not one that I've managed to pick up yet, but uh, it, uh, we would recorded the um, the show this week uh, yesterday, and um, I was with one of my co-hosts, Amanda, who was raving about it. Uh, so, so um, yeah, it's definitely one that I'm going to pick up, I think. Um do you want to uh, explain your uh, uh, how you got involved with the game? Well, I did. Most of my work was actually done way back in 2011 and 2012. Right. Um, and I, I know that uh, Barney Pratt, who's the audio director, 
was familiar with me um, just in the horror genre for games in general because of uh, previous stuff that I'd worked on like Dead Space and Tomb Raider. And um, they Barney just called me. And actually, he emailed me, and we set up a phone call just to talk uh, what was supposed to be five minutes. And I think we talked for about two and a half hours. We're <laughs> 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 just, you know, two very like-minded guys, and uh, we were both, I think, getting each other more excited about the possibilities for the music, kind of bouncing things off of, of each other. And yeah. uh, different aspects that to me sounded really appealing because they wanted the music to really be a character. It wasn't just, we want lots of texture. We want it to be in the background playing constantly, but we don't really want you to pay too much attention to it. They wanted themes, which was something I hadn't done in horror, at least. Usually it's a lot of texture and a lot of scary stuff. And they wanted yeah. they wanted the music to help you relate to the characters, even when it wasn't scary. So when you maybe messed up and someone got killed and you didn't really want it to go that way, you felt bad for them. <laughs> Were you, um, as you said, there's, there's, what, seven different characters, lead sort of characters eight. in it. That you, yeah. Eight, sorry, that you get to play as. Um, are you are you creating themes for each of the different characters then? What we decided to do was to have one. There's there's basically a theme that I just called the youth theme, the kids theme. It's it's all the all the kids, all eight kids. And what we did was, um, I decided to score the situation or the location as opposed to being specific to each one of the characters because there were so many of them. We didn't want to get bogged down in minutia. So there's basically. Yeah. A very simple kind of three to five note motif for the kids. And then you've got another one, very simple three to five notes for the for the mountain, kind of the main theme that you hear on the menus. And then another very simple three note motif for the the quote unquote killer. So very straightforward and uh, easy to kind of tell the difference between them, even when you're running for your life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you've um, you've you've kind of ended up working quite a lot in the horror genre um I, I i'm i'm assuming that wasn't necessarily by design do you, do you uh, enjoy just doing the horror stuff or would you like to i mean i know you've done bits and pieces on other things but horror seems to be the thing that's really kind of pulled you at the moment it, it is isn't it i don't think if if i could meet a composer that told me um that they completely preordained you know their their musical path and what they're known for and all that kind of stuff, I would <laughs> I would be very shocked because I think we're all, as creative people in general, pretty much at the whim of everyone else's, uh, you know, <laughs> mental picture of, of what yeah. we do. And w- when you're in games, when you're in entertainment, it's whatever has been the most popular. And the first big game that I worked on that, that got attention for music was Dead Space. So in a way, yeah, that kind of sealed my fate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, I do really enjoy working on that stuff, especially the more the more time I get to experiment and, and try different things, because it's a completely non-musical, you know, way of um, of looking at things and you get to throw out the rule book really and, and do whatever you want. And the more creative you are, the more effective the music ends up being. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, one of the things with horror, I guess, is, is that you probably can, um, push the kind of interesting, slightly weird sort of music 
out more oh, than absolutely. you could if you were writing comedy or you know yes. that's I mean it's it's almost like the more you push the more effective it gets and a lot of what we did to get those 15 hours of music into the game was everything that I recorded we did in lots and lots and lots of individual tracks so if I'm uh, maybe there's a love theme that I did that's a, a love theme version of the youth theme and there's a little celeste or a piano that's playing the theme really quietly up high well, we had that on its own track. And then let's say there's another uh, really scary chase scene that's going really fast. And the violins are, you know, making this crazy <laughs> spazzy sound. Well, that's on its own track. And then you could have something else that's a, a, an exploration thing with all the low strings doing some sort of a, a low kind of plodding thump. And that's everything is individual. And that would enable yeah. either me or Barney to grab those three separate elements and throw them all together. And you've got this kind of pretty love theme with these crazy violins and these <laughs> low strings, and it, it all works. <laughs> That's really good. Um, you, working in something like horror, um, do you tend to find yourself looking at instruments and trying to play them kind of in odd ways because <laughs> that I, I i know that's I, I i've spoken to a number of composers and you end up with like um them find either finding odd instruments like um i know nate bar's got stuff made out of bone and you you get uh you know um people dismantling pianos and stuff to, of course to, yeah yeah and really for me that's i mean it can be showcased in horror really really easy because you don't need to worry about it being too edgy or or too strange but i'm i'm a drummer i was a percussionist first before i learned to play anything else so really it's been in my nature even if it's um you know a, a kind of a kid's game like a platformer or something i'm i'm still taking a, a viola and and playing it with chopsticks instead of a of a bow and and more like a drum and I just yeah. I, I hit and bow things all the time. It's a lot easier to make it scary, though. It, it is a bit of a challenge to be creative with those sounds, play things the wrong way, and have them not sound like they're trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, just go a um, bit more into sort of about you. Um, what inspired you to become a composer in the first place? Well, I always loved music. And I never really thought that I would be able to do it for a living um, <laughs> until I met my band director in high school. And he's a musician. He was in a, a played keyboard and sang in a band for the longest time. And I eventually played in that same band with him. <laughs> but he was the one that really inspired me to go to school and and study it. And um, once I decided to do that, like in high school, I started paying more attention to film music, which up until then I really hadn't done. This was right about when um, like Jurassic Park came out and stuff like that. But I knew, yeah. you know, I love like Star Wars and E.T. and all those classic <laughs> John Williams scores. So it just kind of took off from there. It was basically uh, film music and, and by extension, once I was in college, classical music and things like ballets, um, you know, the yeah. more the more kind of um, programmatic music I really love listening to. Cool. So uh, when you got into you got sort of into music into school, how did you get sort of into the industry? Well, my degree, so I got a, I mean, I, I went to undergraduate for school here yeah. in North Carolina in the States. So then I moved to LA and I went to graduate school at University of Southern California, which at the time was a film and TV 
program. Now they've it's film, TV, and games. But I stayed out in LA yeah. for a while, and was an assistant to a composer, and did lots and lots of bad reality TV music, and <laughs> um, and some trailer music and commercials and things like that. And I kind of fell into games just because I had moved back from Los Angeles, and there was someone that I knew that someone that knew someone in Australia of all places, literally the other side of the world from here <laughs> in the States. And they needed orchestral music for a game. Um, and I was doing orchestral music and it was just one of those like, well, we know someone that could do it. And that was my first game, maybe back in 2003, I think is when the game came out. But um, that was that was my first taste of the gaming industry. I'd spent like seven years, I think, uh, doing TV and trailers and all that stuff that I talked about before. So once I got that first taste of games and the creative freedom and how much music they need done so quickly, it was it was like a breath of fresh air. Then I started going after games um, with intent. <laughs> <laughs> You've never felt felt a draw to, to go back and, and uh, do a, another TV show if, if something cropped up? TV's tricky because the schedules are so demanding now. I, <laughs> yeah. do, um, I do enjoy films. I do some independent films with people that I've worked with before, uh, but it's more of a collaboration and less of a copy this. You know, we, we want to hire this composer, but we can't afford him. It's more like, you know, what do you think you can do to, to make this sound unique? That's what I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, the, the, I know the TV stuff is absolutely insane to work on sometimes. So, uh, so yes, I think um, you probably made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are you uh, doing next after you've done this? <laughs> or what are you working on at the moment? Because um, I I noticed there's a new Tomb Raider game out, but you you're not actually composing on on that one. Do you know if they're using some of your stuff from the first game in that? Um, I'm assuming that they're using the theme because I know when they brought on when they brought me on for the first one, the idea was they wanted a new theme, right? Uh, you know, start from scratch, and they wanted to kind of drop a a signpost in the in the road and say, well, this is the new theme from now on. But honestly, I haven't I haven't been keeping up with it too much. But right. I'm I'm assuming and they've they've changed folks over there a little bit. The people that I worked with uh, aren't aren't there anymore. Ah, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so in terms of your stuff, what what are you uh, what are you working on? Ah, well, assuming you can tell me because I know this is a thing with games. You can half the time you can, I ask that question and they go, uh, "I'd love to tell you." But <laughs> I know it's 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 tricky, especially with music. It's it's really they seem to keep a really tight leash. Um, but what I what I can talk about. Um, I mean, it's not what I'm working on right now. Of course, I can't talk about that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, we did just secure um, the uh, the final legal soundtrack stuff for two different games that I finished um, back in August. I mean, they came out in August. So one of them is Until Dawn, and we're hoping on getting that OST released digitally before Halloween. I'm oh, cool. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. We'll see. I'm going to remain um, optimistic. And then there's another one that... Um, is called uh, Breach and Clear Deadline, which is actually kind of the exact uh, opposite uh, texturally. <laughs> it's all synthesizers and things, but it's still kind of a throwback the way the Until Dawn score is, and that's going to be coming out um, on something else records uh, digitally as well. And both of those should be available in the next in the next couple of weeks, I think. 
Yeah, well, Halloween would be a great time to get the uh, the uh, Until Dawn score out. <laughs> Definitely, and the the deadline score is actually a zombie shooter. So oh well, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally the right time. <laughs> Um, and uh, got one final question, which uh, we always ask people because we do a lot of TV on the site. Is are there any uh, TV shows you're watching? Or I know you said you wouldn't do TV, but yeah, okay. So TV shows you're watching rather than stuff that you like composed for, or stuff that you like the music in that sort of stuff. Outlander. Oh, it's uh, now I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Bear Bear McCreary's stuff anyway, and. Ah. I loved his main theme for uh, Black Sails. Yeah, I, I thought it was so like, so like gritty and or, but organic at the same time. And I still watch. I'm I'm just I'm only on like the eighth episode of of Outlander, but I still just sit there and watch the whole entire main title sequence. I think it's probably the best one he's done so far, especially dynamically, the way it builds. It starts with the solo voice, and it's you know it's this lilting kind of Scottish thing. And then the bagpipes and the drums and stuff come in. I get goosebumps every time. And that's just the main theme. The score is amazing as well. It's just it's one of those things I'd love to do, like a a Celtic or or Irish or or Scottish kind of thing. I've just always I think ever since Braveheart, (laughs) 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 let's let's be as uh, as cheesy and and lowest (laughs) common denominator as possible. I know everyone loves Braveheart, but yeah, those textures, man, I just I, I love the instruments. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of that. So anything else? Um, um, what else were we? No, that's, you know, as ironic as it is, I don't get to do a lot besides compose music <laughs> the last couple of years. So Outlander's really been my um, my, my highlight one or once or twice a week, um, usually more like once a week getting getting to watch it. But it's worth it. It's worth the wait for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um I think uh, I think you've talked about this before, but the um, you you actually say that uh, you you do game, but not anywhere near as much as you used to because you're too busy writing these days. Right, right. And when I do now, I'm I'm really I prefer to play things the opposite of what I'm working on. Usually, I'm working <laughs> on some sort of a shooter, you know, something um, rated M. So it's great to go play uh, with my kids and do. You know, something super laid back, Disney yeah. Infinity or a Lego game or something that's um, <laughs> less, less zombies. violent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. OK, um, I shall let you get back to your day. Um, I, thanks for coming on and talking to me and uh, you know, come on next time again when you've got uh, another game out. Oh, absolutely, David. Always a pleasure. No problem. Great. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Cheers. Bye. So that was the interview with Jason. Hope you really enjoyed that. He was a really nice guy to talk to. Uh, Here's some air date updates. First air date we have is uh, Elementary is returning for its fourth season on Sky Living on 19th of November at 9pm. Have you watched any of these? Uh, I haven't, actually. I think my mum might have. (laughs) (laughs) I I hear good things. Is it it a female Sherlock Holmes? No, no, it's a female female Watson. Uh, Oh, my bad. It's it's Johnny Lee Miller as as Sherlock. Um, And it's... Because I was slightly worried, because it started just after Sherlock, the the, British... Big boots. Yeah. 
So big boots to fill. Ironically, the, the two guys know each other. Uh, Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller know each other quite well, and they actually did play together where they, they did Frankenstein on stage in London. Where, oh, how about that? Um, where, where they actually alternated roles every night. So it's like a two-handed oh. show. And, and one plays Frankenstein and one plays the monster, and then each night they switch. Um, so so they, they know each other fairly well fr- from doing that, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah. So this version of uh, Sherlock is set in New York. Um, he's got a um, female... Um, Watson, but it's it's done in much more of a sort of American procedural style. But mm. it's entertaining. Johnny Lee Miller's superb in it. It, it works really, really well. Um, the new season has got John Noble in it um, from Fringe and from Sleepy Hollow and and various other places. He's playing Sherlock's dad, I believe, in this. Uh, and Reese Evans plays plays uh, Mycroft in this version as well. So, all right. Um, so yes, there's uh, there's quite John a Noble's done a game, hasn't he? He's done a game recently. I can't remember what it is. It'll come to me. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right, but I can't think what it is either. He's the narrator for something. Oh, <laughs> or he's some sort of over, you know. Yeah, talky guy. <laughs> over talky guy. I think narrator is probably the the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure if he was the narrator or if he was a character that did some narrating. Uh, okay. Very anyway. Good. Anyway, yes. Um, so yes we've got that coming up um suspects uh, back for a full season that's going to be the last week in november they haven't set the exact date for that yet but that's mm. channel 4's uh, documentary police style show um, i just remembered dave sorry to interrupt he, he was the scarecrow in the latest battling game Ah, yes no you're right he was that's what he was yeah because i I remember thinking i'm sure i recognized that voice and ended up looking it up on imdb and i was like oh it's john noble uh yeah (laughs) no it's very good yes he was he was very good in that uh he was very yes so um anyway yes suspects uh season four back last week of november that's coming back um scandal season five that's returning on the 3rd of december at 10 p.m that's on sky living gray's anatomy season 12 that's coming on the 9th of December. Amazing at- of it. I didn't know that was still going. Yeah, that's still going. That's that's still hugely popular. Blind Spot, which is is the new Sullivan Stapleton show, which we've mentioned a few times, has now got an exact air date. That's coming on the 24th of November at 9 p.m. And there's a show called Vinyl, which they announced this week. This is a way, way off. Um <laughs> 15th of February at 2am this is coming on Sky Atlantic because they're simulcasting it with the US. Um, Probably. Probably record that one day. It will be shown again at 9pm on on the 15th but uh, which will be its regular shot it's it's slot it's just premiering at uh, on on the 15th at 2am. It's from Mick Jagger, Martin Scorsese, and Terence Winter. Terence Winter is the guy behind Wolf on Wall Street and oh. uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire. And obviously... Those um, are some heavy names. <laughs> yeah, Scorsese, obviously, behind Wolf on Wall Street and, and Boardwalk Empire. So it's those guys doing it. And Mick Jagger um, is involved... Scorsese's worked with Mick before because he did a, He filmed one of their shows. Yes, you're right. I'm pretty he did. sure. Yeah, I'm... Forgive me shelter. Yeah, so that was a brilliant. Oh, that was a brilliant movie because you've got basically the whole way through. Scor- Scorsese's ringing Mick saying, can, "Can you tell us what songs are you going to do?" And <laughs> Mick sends him a list of forty songs. He says, "We'll do about." 15 of them and he says well <laughs> can you tell me which ones in which order and he's like I'll tell you on the night <laughs> he tells them like five minutes before they go out 
Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I, love, I love the rhinestones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, this this definitely could be a show for you because it's um, about the music business in the seventies. Um, I think it's set in New York, if I remember correctly. So it's sort of the dawn of punk, the dawn of disco, dawn of hip hop. As I say, the premiere is going to simulcast with the US. Uh, it's obviously a big, big thing for them because Boardwalk was a big, a big show for them. Uh, Terrace Winter is huge for them, and you know, Scorsese obviously is yeah, huge yeah. for them. So, is it a is it a drama? Uh, it's a drama. It's a HBO show in the US, which is why it's oh, on Sky Atlantic over here. So, yeah, um, definitely going to be one to to watch out for that. That's coming fifteenth of February, um, and it's called Vinyl that show. So, oh, definitely, definitely one to write watch. that in the old diary. Yeah. yeah, definitely one to watch out for that. So that's the air date updates. Next week on TV, tonight we have starting Grimm, uh, starts at nine o'clock. That's for season five. So I'm looking forward to that coming back. That's a really good show. I don't know whether you've seen any of those. Um, it, it's kind of Buffy-esque and it's got some mm. of the Buffy people behind it. So it, if you like that sort of thing, it's uh, it's highly entertaining. Um, it's it's sort of a cop, a cop that can see monsters and and sort of right. takes down monsters is, is the premise of it but he's he's a like, gr- he's a grim so he's built for hunting monsters essentially like cooler ghost whisperer <laughs> yes so yeah that's back tonight at 9 p.m. the uh, tyrant starts for its second season that's on fox that's on the 4th of november oh yeah sorry grim was back on watch um tyrant's coming to fox tomorrow night 4th of november at 9 p.m. nurse jackie is back for its seventh, and I think that's its final season, if I remember correctly. Uh, that's at fourth uh, of November at ten past ten. Ten that's, past ten. That's not time. No, no, it's that's a very random time to be sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, is it that time? Is it that time all series? Do you happen to know? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. It could be one of those that moves around slightly. Mm. Um, Simpsons season twenty seven. <laughs> Oh, a new, is that a new season? Yes, new season. I'll be sure to get on that. I, the thing is, I've, I, I did when I got my Skybox, I did this thing, and I thought, what I'll do is I'll find some Simpsons on Sky One, put it on record series, and then if I've ever got nothing to watch, I've yeah. got some Simpsons sitting yeah. around, and it's got to a point where I've never got nothing to watch, and I've got hundreds of episodes <laughs> of Simpsons just doing nothing. I know, it's one of those shows that, I mean, I... I I really like if I ever got to kind of sit down and watch. It's still very funny and very entertaining, but I, I just I, there's so much of it now that I kind of just never get so around to much. watching the uh, watching the new ones. Um, but yeah, so I'll record these and I will watch these. Yeah. Uh, season twenty seven, eighth uh, of November at six thirty. That starts, and then there's a new show coming to BBC Two called London Spy, uh, which is a nightclubbing youth who falls for a spy in London stars or has support from Jim Broadbent and Charlotte Rampling. So it's got a fairly high profile cast in it. Yeah. It's been promoed quite a lot. So uh, that's 9th of November at 9 PM. That starts that definitely is one to watch out for. Yeah. And, spies, are, spies are a big deal lately, aren't they? Yes, you've yeah, had well, uh, James Bond and what was that? What was that film early this year with, um, Oh, um, uh, with, Superman in it, yeah, <laughs> Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, well yeah, there was that uh, man from Uncle, but there was another one, um, Kingsman. Oh yeah, Kingsman. That was superb. Yeah, that was, that a, was a great film. film. That was a superb film. Um, yeah. yeah, no, they they are they're big business at the moment. Um, so yes, that's I think that's going to be slightly more serious drama than Kingsman probably was. <laughs> <laughs> probably, um, probably the 
uncle that was a very funny film yeah yeah so um i i uh i think that's definitely gonna be one to watch out for and uh finally live at the apollo if you like your stand-up comedy is back for an 11th mm. season they've moved it from bbc one to bbc two because they're what they're trying to sort of push bbc two as the home of stand-up comedy on the bbc so oh, really? um uh, that's coming 9th of November at 10pm but it's it's not on BBC One it's on BBC Two um, I noticed they moved uh, Family Guy new Family Guy used to be on Sunday nights BBC Three now it's on uh, BBC Two yes. or was it BBC One yeah they're starting to shift stuff off BBC Three in preparation because for they've, they've had online. a few uh, they've had a few will it be around you know are we getting rid of it type yeah. things haven't they yeah no well the ITV laid into the BBC um, about sort of they shouldn't be buying these American imports and it's like well they, they don't buy that many American imports yeah. and they're not they're not buying that many stuff I mean you know it's very silly so yes that's uh, yeah that's live at the Apollo season 11 coming back 9th of November at 10pm um, and that's everything for this week unless you've got anything else you'd like to add no that's it I really look for, I've, I, it's, I, well it's I didn't know this but it's turned into a big week all of a sudden uh, in TV I'll definitely be checking out I've got I've got my South Park to watch I've got my Archer to watch I've definitely had the Simpsons to that list yeah. live at the Apollo is going on that list I didn't I, I love coming on the show because I, I learn things that I would otherwise would have passed me by <laughs> awesome uh, well that's what we're here for so <laughs> <laughs> a service offered a ser- by Geek Term, yeah. yes a service so just you know personal service to you <laughs> yeah and i'll make sure definitely make sure i enter those competitions as well as you mentioned uh, yeah, yeah you might not be eligible uh, <laughs> yeah, i know i was i was trying to cleverly hook people back in <laughs> yes no i was going to mention go to the site uh, enter the competitions coming up uh, in the well next month we'll have the big christmas competition as well which if you if you follow geek town for a while you know we run this huge competition at christmas uh, to win a whole bundle of stuff so uh, that's something to look forward to as well but we'll give you more information on that when we when we have it you so, don't know any of my friends names do you Dave <laughs> I, can, I, I can will find it. out <laughs> <laughs> that's suspicious that it's in Birmingham <laughs> yeah yeah isn't that where Ross lives hold on <laughs> um, so yes uh, if you want to enter the competitions uh, or you know just find out what, what the new air dates are because are, they're changing all the time at the moment uh, um, come to geektown.co.uk throughout the week. You get the latest info. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at podcast at geektown.co.uk or leave a message on the website or you can find us on Twitter at geektown or at Facebook on facebook.com forward slash geektown. Uh, that's a lot this week. Oh, if you're on uh, iTunes, please go on and, and leave us a, a nice message as well and, and rate us and say how lovely we are because uh, <laughs> that helps us get found in the search. That's everything for this week. I will uh, see you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 